Hello everybody and welcome back to the round, the outside podcast. Yes, we are finally back. It, it, it's been a while, it, it's, been, it's been a week and there's been a lot, go- I think mean, there's been definitely a lot going on. Um, that quite a quite bit I missed, and I sort of want to just catch up on that today. But first, I've got a massive announcement to tell you guys. Yes, that is right. I have got an um, a huge announcement. The Roundy Outside podcast is now partnered with Prototype. Now, I I know what all of you are thinking. Share it. What? What the hell is Prototype? I've never heard of it. Just what is it? Well, Prototype is a clear energy, is a clear protein drink that gives you all of your basic nutrients um, with one glass. It's um, it's based in India and they are one of the first drinks to have to be clear um, with a balance in taste and in performance. Even though it's in a a very large industry prototype is in a market where there is it's very there's a massive opportunity for investment because the Indian market for energy drinks is not um unbelievably competitive and prototype is probably going to grow that. They are ninety nine point nine percent lactose free. They are low in carbohydrates. They have twenty four gm protein and they have fast absorption. Prototype also comes in many many flavors. Pina colada, um, a sort of like a fruit, like a like a fruit mix, uh, blueberry crush, mango peach, the classic nimble pani, and stra- strawberry kiwi, vanilla cream, matcha coffee, and milk chocolate. Pro Prozite is also a is is um also uh, free of gums and filters and free of the stodginess of milk um which doesn't which um is usually found in protein drinks it it will hydrate you straight away um trust me um it is all it has a tangy sweet flavor um it can also be carbonated um in many forms which is not soon so what are you waiting for Go to the ProSite website and get um, your orders for and get your orders as soon as possible. It's currently only available in India, so if you want to um, get it in India and ship it over, you can do that. But to all my uh, podcast viewers in India, go check it out. It is amazing. I've tried. I tried it about. Um, I've tried. I tried it a couple times. It is very very good. Anyway, back on with the podcast. So, as I said, there's been a lot of things that have happened in this in this week week since we've um since we've met. We've had uh, we've had a, we finally had a race after that long sprint break. Um, we've had a we've had a um a even more intense um deciding in the title race in the Premier League and also in the relegation fight. But the main thing that has come out, and I'm going to move on today, which will be our big question, is um, something that Rob Ke- Rob Key has said, who is the um, England director of cricket. 
So if you didn't know, um, Rob Key came out um, yesterday in, in a statement from the ECB. And he said that the 100 can become one of the the second biggest fra franchise league in the world after the Indian Premier League with the right investment. So, considering that in mind, it's time to move on to today's big question. Um, and today's big question from Spotify. Do you think the 100 can become... Uh, one of the biggest, one of the biggest leagues in the world, or is Rob Key just trying to say this so that he can keep it alive and the fans won't be dissatisfied? I, I think I saw. I think what Rob Key is trying to convey here is that they, the ECB, are more committed to the hundred. We all know. I think the story about it. It was started off as a marketing competition that was meant to generate revenue through getting crowds in. And not more in getting people into the game. It was more than recovering from the pandemic, and in order and getting the ECB economically to the sort of revenue and income they were generating around pre-COVID. And I, just, I really, I, I, I don't, I don't buy what Rob Rocky is saying. If you're, I thought, I think. The problem that England has, English cricket has compared to other leagues, is that there's, they have two. They have two of something that everyone wants, and they don't know how to use it. And what I'm, and what I'm referring to, what I'm referring to the franchise leagues. England have two. They have the T20 Blast and 100. They have the SA... South Africa is the SET20. India obviously has the IPL. Pakistan is the PSL. Uh, New Zealand, I think New Zealand has like a Canterbury Shield thing. I don't think they really have like a massive franchise league yet. Um, Australia obviously had the Big Bash, which hasn't been amazing in the last few years, but I think it's it's still a pretty big competition. Um, the UAE has got a league, has got a, got like a, has got the T10. Um, well, what are the other ones? I think the big. I think. What are the other ones as well? I think West. Yeah, West Indies. West Indies also kind of has two, but the sixties more like a lot more domestic. The CPL is what everyone comes for. The sixties sort of just a carbon copy of the hundred, but it's more domestic with more domestic players playing there. I think. I think Marco Janssen played there as well, but I don't think. I've seen a lot of other like international players play there but i think the big one that they referred to in the statement was uh major league cricket so major league cricket is starting in 20, the summer of 2023 and it's supposed to rival the big leagues in india and south africa which is also i think is pretty similar to major league cricket the similarity is that they're both the, the franchises are backed by ipl teams so I think that what both countries said have said, hang on, there's no, there is no way we can be unique and have this succeed. So how about we steal from the best and make and and make sure that ours is getting global attention, which it probably will. I think Major League Cricket is definitely a step forward, and I think it's a really good idea. Will, do I think it'll be successful? Like the other ones, maybe not, because you know, like the first two, those three, eight, four games, 
they're like really excited, but then it sort it sort of dies down a little bit. Um, I think you know we let, let me let me let me tell you a bit more about Major League Cricket because they had minor league cricket for two years, but Major League the only like sports that have a major league are American football and basketball and baseball and football versus soccer. So I I think that's cricket that it's the American cricket boards are so like showing that oh we want cricket to be like like those sports. Um it's taking place around the hundred as well. It's taking place in July and it's gonna go on for about a month, meaning that there will be a bit more of a fixture clash. I mean I think I do expect some players to go to to stay in the major league and not h- rush back for the hundred, because I think there's there's a lot more money being thrown on the table. There's a lot more of an opportunity and a better sort of atmosphere to play in. I think a lot more people would want to play in America than the UK because I think I think there'll be a I I I don't want to say there'll be more passion for the game in America because I'll I'll get really. I'll get attacked by by Britons, but I do think there'll be more potential for the game to grow in the US. Because that's because the hundreds not going to grow. Pe- they're gonna. I think people will be players will be. If I'm, uh, let's say Shaheen Shaheen Afridi. That's maybe that's a little, that's a big example. Let, 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 let me say I'm I'm Corey Anderson, and I've had a really good T Twenty blast. I then get paid as a wild card for the hundred, and I'm thinking, hang on a minute, do I do I want to? Because I'm playing in the major league as well. Do I want to be playing in the USA, land of opportunity, land of the free, great atmosphere, place where cricket is growing as a sport, and where people are interested and want me to play, or do I want to go to the hundred? Well, I'm going to be overshadowed. Let's say I go to the Rockets and I'm playing alongside Joe and Dowd Milan or Lewis Gregory, who are definitely going to overshadow me. I want to stay in the USA. Why? Because I'm getting more money. I'm getting more investment. It's probably better for my body. I can miss a couple games in the 100. There's so little plays. They have such a small squad and you can't really afford to miss so many games. So it's... I think it's just a matter of the money. The money is one thing, but the investment. What are you putting that investment towards? If Rob Key is asking, "Oh yeah, oh I want more investment," I don't think they'll be more inclined to pay because if it's not succeeding, they won't be as likely to invest in. Like let's say, let, let me put an example. Let's say I ha- I start a. Football team from I start a cricket team from scratch from scratch, and I put them in a league. They're suddenly doing really well. Then I would want be more inclined to invest into that. That's it's different now with a league, but I would not be more inclined to invest into a league that's not succeeding and not gathering as much attention as it would have hoped and the players. And I would be more like not. More less likely to invest into that than the like the IPL or the SA Twenty that's got the players and is a lot more exciting, and probably the major leagues as well. So I think Key, Robert Key, Rob Key has got a problem, 
But I think it's always his safe safe bet and what I think he should do is scrap the hundred completely. I don't as as not not as a short as as not I don't think it should be as a hundred ball, but instead make it a red ball competition, because then if you want to be growing red ball cricket in the in the UK, you're the T Twenty Blasters. Your main T Twenty competition. And you have a one day the one day cup, which needs a lot more attention. And then you have two Red Bull tournaments. The Red Bull, I think you could have like a World Cup style Red Bull tournament. That would be kind of cool. Um, I do. I think speaking of that, if they are to keep the hundred, the format needs to be changed a lot. I think they could do like groups. I think there's there's eight franchises in there. Let's 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 put it this way. Two groups of four. The the there's the top two in each group. They the the top team in each group go through, and then the second and third team they play each other in like a playoff system. And whoever wins that, they go through. Now you're great. Now you have four teams. Basically, you could say playoff winner against group winner. Other group winner against Perth winner. That's a semi-final, final, final, and then you win. That's more exciting than just a, a round robin format. I think also the the one of the perks that the hundred has it's it's also, there's also a women's league. They have they don't have a, that luxury in a lot of other like like franchise leagues. Like I don't think there's a women's league for mate for the major league for major league. Major League Cricket, they and they only they just like they, you saw they just introduced a major okay women's league for the IPL, and then a women's big, big bash as well, but I think still there. There's like I'll go I'm coming back to on to salaries. There's such a different like. Let me give you an example. Nat Siverbrand in the WPL got a start got a starting salary. When she was auctioned of three hundred and twenty thousand, you want the top the top salary for a women's for a women's cricketer in the in the hundred is thirty one quid thirty one k. I mean it's it's a lot it's it's a decent amount of money but it's not a lot compared to the three hundred twenty you're earning in the IPL, and even with the with the major with major league cricket that could be pretty similar. So I think in that case. You'd feel more inclined to take to taking three hundred and twenty k and growing the sport there. So I think Rob Key's got a bit of a a, a bit of a, a challenge. They've got private investment. What? How is he going to deal with that? It. I think. I I just feel like. You know, he, he here's what here's what he said. Like when he was, they were like comparing, mate, the major league to the hundred. He said, "I don't see any time suddenly in the near future where a test player or century contracted player says, I'm off to America for three weeks.' That's not really a threat at the moment. There's no reason why we cannot have a better league than the American league. There's no reason why we can't sort our, out our franchise competitions that the players say. Why would I go to America? I'll just sit, stay and play in our competition. What?" It, 
what you what we want is a bit more control to be able to say yes or no and be in the right position to say no you can't go and play there we're looking you after you and you're really and you're playing and you're you really play well here anyway so we've got to focus on our own game and invest well to make sure we can afford to pay people enough in the future I can see what he's saying in terms of growing the league, but how long is that actually going to take? Like, the major league, we know it's going to hit off straight away. They're going to be, right, I'm off. What At what point will they get to a point where they say, no, we're, we're, you're going to stay here? They, that I don't think that will be very soon. I would say that takes about four to five years. Considering it's private, private investment, maybe even six but I just don't. I just don't even. I just don't see it happening. I, I just don't think there'll be. Like in, I, d- I don't think there'll be an immediately sw- immediate switch in, the hundred is better than major league. The I think the blast will. The blast has a chance to do that, and if they focus more on the blast, it definitely has the potential to say, right. I, I want to play more in the blast rather than go to major leagues. I just think England just needs a bit more of a backing, and I I think they need to move away from the formal ways of private investment now it's time to predict who will stay up and who will go down right prediction time then so in the premier league we're about five games five six games away from the end of the season and it's very tight at the top and it's very tight at the bottom isn't it about the top the bottom 20 teams were separated by about nine points now it's down to about 14th, 15th. So I'm going to be making predictions as to who will win the league, who will get top four, who will get European football, and who will go down. Let's start off with who will win the league. This one's pretty simple, probably the easiest one of the lot. Man City are going to walk it. I think ever since they've... I think after they beat Arsenal... And after Arsenal was just wobbling and wobbly run of form at the worst possible time at the end of the season. Man City have pounced, taken control of the title race. One point lead with the game in hand. Now that after that they've got four points clear. And they'll be over it, wouldn't it? You you wouldn't expect Man City to lose a game at that point by the end of the season. Now, who will get into the Champions League and the other European spots? So Champions League, I'm saying City, Arsenal, obviously, and then for the other ones, I'm saying Newcastle will get there and Man United. Man United, we got we've got a game in hand on Liverpool, two games in hand on Tottenham and Villa, and if we win the next game, we will go ten points clear of Liverpool. So I think we should just about. I think we should get it. Um, speaking of Liverpool, I think they will get a Europa League spot. Uh, Tottenham, I think, will finish. Eighth, eighth, yeah, I think they'll finish eighth or ninth. Um, I think Villa will finish sixth, Brighton seventh, and Brentford eighth. And I think Tottenham will just drop down to ninth. And they have a dread, and they just had a dreadful season, haven't they? Since Conte left, it's been dreadful, terrible. Honestly, I think a couple months ago, Fulham were in the running for that. Fulham were definitely in the running for that spot, but but I think they just fallen off. So much they've had a pretty bad run of form, um. But nevertheless, tenth is still pretty good for them though, considering they it's their first season in the Premier League. That's I think they'll I think they'll take that. 
definitely. Right, final one. Who is going down? Um, yeah, I just want to keep the segment short. I just want to keep make some predictions. But who's going down? I think. Okay, I'll, I'll go by each each team in the bottom half one by one. See if they're going. Say if they're going down or staying up. Crystal Palace. I think they'll stay up, even though I think since Roy's come in, I think they've been faultless. Um, they've been playing a very d- different style, and they've been winning games. They've been getting points, which, which is the main thing. That that that's what they want to, and then that's what they want to be doing at the end at this, at this point of the season. Chelsea will def- definitely stay up. Uh, yeah, they've had a terrible season, but I think they will stay up. They're nine points clear. Um, seeing that, I think Bournemouth will stay up. Wolves will stay up, and. West Ham will skin it. I think they'll just about stay up. Now, Leicester, Leeds, Forest, Everton, Southampton. Southampton are going down, definitely. I I, I can't see them staying up. Southampton, six points off the, the relegation, off the say, off safety. I, I think they'll just go down. I, th- I think they'll go down. It's tough because James Ward-Prowse doesn't deserve to go down, but I think he will. Who else? Leeds will definitely go down. I, I yeah, they're not in the relegation zone right now, but I think I, they'll definitely go down. I think. And the final one is down to Leicester, Everton, and Forest. I think n- not Forest's um, home form will keep them up because how many how many home games do we have? Let's see. So Nottingham Forest have one. They have two more home games. So I think that I they won them since Arsenal. So I think they'll win the one against Southampton and then maybe draw against Arsenal. I'm not sure. I think they'll definitely beat Chelsea. Um considering the form that Chelsea are in. And I think they'll beat Palace. I think they should stay up. I think I think Forest should stay up. Um it might be a bit harder than they would have liked, but I think they'll be like Villa and they'll struggle in their first season and then they'll bring a they'll bring, build a pretty decent foundation in the Premier League. So Forest will stay up. So I mean to stand to Leicester and Everton. I'm going Everton. I don't want it to happen, but I think Everton will go down. I think I have a spot soft spot for Everton. I also have a soft spot for Leicester. But Leicester I think Leicester are just the definition of too good to go down. Everton's players this season have been shocking. The club has been run terribly. But I think if they get if they get like everything moving and everything back together, and they f- sort of take some time to develop in the championship, they should be promoted back to the Premier League um, before the new stadium is made. That's my prediction. So I think Leicester will stay up, and Everton will finish eighteenth. Finally, it's time to talk about that weird uh, week weekend weekend that we've had at in Azerbaijan. Um, yeah, it was a pretty simple. Same result as always. Red Bull won two. Perez winning though. Um, and talk about that. But I'm going to talk about this pretty weird format we've had this weekend. They also first of all was announced on Friday, which is pretty unusual with a little, with such little notice. Where we had one practice session, qualifying, sprint shootout, sprint, and then the race. 
I think no, I think the main I think the main takeaway was that the sprint has changed. It's now a standalone race. Um which for a lot of people didn't work. And I I I kind of disagree. I think this is what the Austria sprint was like last time. It's a nice little change up. However, I think there could be tweaks made. It's much better than the format they had last time. But let me show you how it should be changed. So, in my opinion, it should be two practices on the Friday. Free, free practice one, free practice two. And then on the Saturday, we should have qualifying as the early session. Early session. Then we should have a... In that qualifying session, rather than two qualifyings, with one qualifying, and then there'll be a reverse grid. Um, the like the reverse, like the top ten will be reversed. The, the rest of them will stay the same. I think still the same point allocation though. Um, for the for the team, the same point allocation for the sprint, and then. The sprint positions, the sprint finishing positions will decide the grid for the race. As I'm still in favour of deciding the grid for the race through the sprint. I'm just not a fan of the two qualifying sessions. Because that, I feel like after that qualifying session, it's sort of like decide, it's sort of decided, the fate is sort of decided. And you sort of know what's going to happen in the sprint qualifying. I do like the idea of... Like sprint races, though I don't, I don't, I don't mind it staying. I just don't want it to be like like such a frequent thing. I think it should just be about maybe three. I think five, six as at maximum races a year, especially if you're gonna have, especially if you're having like twenty three races, six is fine. But in like a normal like twenty race season, I like in a like a twenty race season, probably about five, um, race for five races you should. Shouldn't have at max. So, um, let's talk about this title fight we've sort of got on our hands. Um, I think we've got a, we've got a title fight now between Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez. And I think I've been sort of refusing to believe this can actually happen because the only two wins that Perez has had is where Max was out of contention and it was also on street circuits, which are his... Are his main strength. I just don't. I, I I think that Max will be too fast for Checo on the normal tracks, and I think he 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 will just. I think I honestly think he'll beat him. I I just I I really want Checo to to win, but I have a feeling that the 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 rivalry will get very sour towards the middle of the season if or when they have an incident i feel like they will have an incident but i do i think max will be too quick for him um like once we get to like to the main the tracks i mean this miami kind of counts as a street circuit so checo could also win that if checo wins to miami i can i will definitely believe he can win the title cuz if he if, i think i expect this happen to win in miami but if he does, then I just think, yeah, I think Max will win the title this year. Let's see if Checo can get second place. But if Checo wins in Miami, it's a different story because you're thinking, oh, who do Red Bull prioritize now? 
there's there's so many streak circles on the calendar this year. We got Vegas after this, even Sing but Singapore, Monaco. They, they, those are just three. I think there's quite a few more, and there's definitely some more that Paris can win on. If he wins more than about, if he continues to just match Verstappen, and it will become like a Hamilton Rosberg sort of fight. That's the fight I think he will need. That's the fight that Max will need to show, okay, I beat Lewis once. Can I beat someone like Checo again? Can I consistently beat other drivers in the title fight? Can I was that did I just get lucky in Abu Dhabi or was that not a was that not a one off? Um I I think he still needs to prove that Max can do it without a bit of luck. He can do it when he's maybe he's maybe not being prioritized and he's been being put to the side and he's still got a lot of work to do and he's not the number one driver. I think that would be de- interesting to see because if he can't, I think we'll be starting to think, oh, is this guy actually as good as we think he is, or as we think we are, he is. But is he not, or is he just a bit sort? Of, I don't want to say overhyped, but is he just? Is he still learning a little bit? Um, and it, was this a one-off from Checo? I bearing that in mind, I would love to see Checo win a, a world championship. But I think Max will be, if there's one incident between them, I think Max will be right onto him, and he will be way too fiery and sort of think thinking as if, oh, I'm I'm not going will to will with you. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not holding back because Checo has every right to race with him. Look what happened in Brazil last year. Checo has absolutely every right to race with Max. And I feel as if Max will also have the same, Fury has the same right. And that being said, I, I honestly, I really hope it, it's not the title fight I would have expected, but I'll take a title fight, man. I'll take a title fight. Oh, so far, it's just been Alonso, Aston Martin hype. I will take a, a nice little title fight between the Red Bulls. Let's see who let's see who's got who's got it more. Let's see who wants it more. This I feel like it, we'll see after Miami, but if Ferris wins, I think this will be a fun year. Anyway, that's where I'm gonna wrap it up for the Randy Outside podcast. Thank you so much uh for tuning, for listening. Um and I'll see you for the next one. Bye!